All right, folks. We're back. I'll, I'll say, La, the, the delay was on my end. I caused kind of like the last two weeks. Uh, but if anything, you know, we got our bye week in. We're fully rested, ready to go. La, how you feeling? I uh, feel good. Um, welcome back. Um, I'm pretty sure my rankings are way up. Um, I'm pretty sure we're tied for more locks. Last time we checked in, I had Auburn. You had LSU. Yeah. Auburn won outright. We're two. We're both two and three in our mortal locks. I had a huge week two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Now I went seven and three. Um, we'll have to get the updated records up, but I, I'm telling you, it's we're way closer than we were uh, a couple weeks ago when you said you were seeing the board very clearly, and then you lost every game. Um, so there you. There's certain times if your season is set up right and you have your bye week at the right time, it's a benefactor for, throughout the whole season. So I had my bye week at the right time. We're back. We're ready to go. We got picks. We're going to recap quickest uh, five-minute, two-minute recap of the last two weeks of college football. Just big headlines. Uh, let's have a day. Welcome on back, folks. So recap, you know, the, you know, I'll start with the most pressing news law. I think the one that, that affects us both the most, Iowa. Um, Iowa lost, man. They were number two in the nation, beat Penn State, great game. I don't want to hear your Clifford talk. That's bullshit. Doesn't matter if he was in or not. Uh, we won that game. But you know what? I had this feeling, Law, and I was looking at my book on my phone. And everything, every bone in my body told me to bet Purdue, but I just couldn't do it. They say the heart's the strongest muscle in the body. Is that right? Maybe I just made that up. No, that sounds about, that sounds accurate. Yeah, well, the heart won. I didn't bet it. It's This yeah. has happened all the time. Purdue is just pass happy. And with all the interceptions we'd have, you'd think that'd be a great matchup. No, it's not like that. It's like when we can make a team one-dimensional, sure, that's great, but – in this case, it was just sad, man. It was it was really sad. Yeah, I mean, you've said it. This game's always coming. The upset, the Iowa upset game's always coming. It's going to yeah. be against some team that's unexpected. Um, and it just happened to be Purdue this year. Uh, we did talk. We did talk offline. I, I, I did mention um, Petrus was awful against Penn State. They yeah. didn't deserve to win that game. Um, and it carried over. Um I think Petras is just un unfortunately just not that good. Um, and I, I think he led to the, the downfall uh, of Iowa. Um, their season's over, though. No, no, no. So let's, let's back up for a second. So Spencer Petras, he's no Drew Tate, who we've had on the show previously. Shout out Drew Tate. He's no Brad Banks. We know that, right? He was, though, he did break. He went to the same high school as Jared Goff broke all his school records. So you could see the potential was there, but man, you're right. It, it was, it was a sad sight to see that our season is not over. Um, I believe we control our destiny for the big 10 West. I could be wrong. Let me double check that. But yeah, overall tough loss. I had this dude to my, on my uh, replies saying, Oh, this is definitely the worst loss in Iowa history. No, man, it wasn't. We've had a lot tougher. Unfortunately, I don't want to say that we have, but we have. 
but don't be chirping. Everyone's chirping in Iowa right now. Like, oh, we knew you weren't number two. Fuck you. We were number two. We lost. Good job, Purdue. We're on to we're on to Wisconsin. Anyways, uh, what what else do we have going on? Unless you have any more comments on Iowa. No, that's it for Iowa. I mean, um, the Big Ten. I mean, the Big Ten West stinks, but I mean, Michigan and Michigan State are both undefeated. <laughs> State's still going to be hanging around. Um, so I mean, Iowa. If Iowa wins out, they go. They'll they'll go to the championship and play either Michigan, Michigan State, or Ohio State. Yeah. Whoever out of that, um, which I actually think that'll be fun to see. Um, they're gonna beat each other up. They're gonna they they will beat each other up. Um, and I'm I'm not quite sure who who's legit, um, and who's not legit. So it's funny because the Big Ten, Big Ten East, like you said, it's just stacked. Maryland, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State. Like those are all, they're not great teams outside of Ohio State. They're all very above average teams though. So that place is a goddamn battlefield over there. So props to whoever comes out of the East. Uh, I think Iowa can put up a good show in the championship game. Uh, we'll see though. We'll see. I'm not getting ahead of myself. We got a bye week this week. So like I said, Bye weeks come at the most opportune times. This works out perfectly for Iowa's schedule. What else we got, Law? Uh, Red River shootout. Um, oh, I, I was on Tennessee plus three and a half and Tennessee Texas. line. Texas. I, sorry, Texas. I was on Texas plus three and a half, Texas money line. I had my heart ripped out. And <laughs> it, was the first, it was the first game of the day. I'm watching, I mean, Rat, they sit Rattler down. Rattler's awful. Texas scored 14 points in the first, like, three minutes of the game. Texas controls most of the game. Caleb Williams comes in, who you had mentioned this weeks ago, that Oklahoma's at in Norman were chanting for Williams. Yeah, yeah. Um, he comes in and looks like an absolute stud. <laughs> he can throw. He's much more like Kyler Murray. Much more like Jalen Hurts. Rattler's done. Rattler, oh, yeah. he's not. I don't. I don't think he's made for the NFL. I could see him transferring somewhere and playing somewhere else next year. But he, he, I mean, Caleb Williams again showed up last week, um, and I mean he looked just as good. Um, that kid's good. That changes Oklahoma. I think. I think that Oklahoma up into that top tier with Georgia. Maybe. Maybe a. a little below Georgia, but I, that Oklahoma team, and I, I mean, winning that game, um, or actually, I, I thought Texas looked very good. I thought they Texas did. They did. Yep. Good too. Um, but I, I mean, that game was, it was, it was wild. So two things on that is number one is you never like to see a kid get sat, especially when you feel like he's earned his place there coming in with all this hype. Usually I would feel bad for this type of person. I've been seeing on Twitter these videos of when he was at QB one, like the camp for high schoolers and he won the competition. So he was like the number one recruit. He was a straight up dick to his teammates. Like, why'd you drop that ball when it was like thrown three yards to the left or man, you suck, man. You don't even know what you're doing. Just chirping his teammates and like thinking he's this big shit. So, you know what, if you go back to episode one of the tub club, both law and myself 
flat out say in one of our bold predictions of the year, Spencer Rattler is trash. He's going to throw double digit picks. You know what? Lot we might be wrong. He might not throw double digit picks because he might not even be playing on the team. So props us, pat on the back. Second thing I have though is my buddy came up with an interesting question for me. And I want to get your thoughts. Would you play Caleb Williams at 5,000 plus 5,000 right now to win the Heisman? No. Um, it's, 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 it's an intriguing question. That's, that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to play a full season, um, not playing for five weeks or four weeks. I think it's a not to win. Um, but I mean, we'll get into them later. I mean, there's there's other quarterbacks that have been doing it week to week. Like I mean, it might even like Grayson McCall could be a Heisman candidate at this point. Coastal's quarterback, or True. even the kid. Have you seen the kid from Virginia? He throws he throws for like 400 yards or 500 yards a game. They don't 19, win. 19 TDs and one pick on the season. Yeah, I mean those stats are. I mean. <laughs> If a Heisman, if we're going Heisman candidates are gonna have to be based off stats this year. Um, because yeah. I I mean nobody on that Georgia's offense is good enough. Right. Um, and I, I mean maybe Bryce Young is still in the conversation, but um yeah. it all depends on what Bama does. I mean, that's a good transition because one of the things that did happen while we were away, Bama loses to Texas AM. So, yeah, I agree. Bryce Young probably out of the Heisman conversation. And you talked me out of the Caleb thing because you're right. There are a number of good players that kept playing every game, put up good numbers. But Bama losing to Jimbo Pfister. First time ever Nick Saban's lost to an assistant. Uh, I think he's like one in or 22 and one now or 23 and one. I don't know the exact number. But what a game. What an atmosphere. Um yeah, to be there would have been just wild. SEC football, man. I always wanted to go to Death Valley at LSU. Uh, going to see a Bama game would be cool. Florida, you know, go to the, what's it, the world's biggest cocktail party, Florida and Tennessee, I think it is. But, uh, yeah, what a game. No one saw it coming. Uh, Alabama, obviously, last week, this most recent week, won handily against Mississippi State. So, not an item of concern, but definitely puts in – a little bit of a mix. So law does two loss Alabama. Let's say they win out blowout, lose to Georgia, barely, let's say 24, 23 in the sec championship. Does two loss Bama still get in the college football playoff? Um, possibly it depends on where other teams are. Um, it like, it depends. Is it, I mean, are we looking at a one loss Ohio state team? Are we looking at, I mean, yeah, all right. Uh, if Oklahoma goes undefeated, Georgia actually goes undefeated. I mean, I think since he sneaks so, in, there's since two, probably, there's three. Since he probably goes above, um, uh, two loss Bama team and gets the fourth spot. So, Georgia, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oh man. That would be something. If Jimbo, if, if everybody recalls last year, Jimbo's team was number five in the nation, did not make the playoffs, was a good team. If this is Jimbo's revenge of kicking Alabama out of the playoffs this year, them give, that would be a storyline. Um, Clemson, still bad. 
you know, unlike Ohio State, Ohio State has turned it around best offense in the country. Those are my words right there. I think that obviously the best wide receiver core. Uh, running back, what's that running back saying? The freshman. Um, Trevion Henderson, I talked about him weeks ago. I mean, yep. he's, an ab- he's an absolute monster. Oh, um, but yeah, I mean, Garrett Wilson and Chris Enclave are studs. They're two receivers. Um, I mean, they're going to be tough to beat in the Big Ten. Stroud's figuring it out too. They almost they would they bench him for a, they didn't bench him for a week. Did he have like COVID or something? I'm not sure. Yeah, something happened. He didn't play for a week. I'm like, oh shit, this is the downfall of Ohio State. Nope. You gotta admit they do know you know what kind of players they got there and how it fits their scheme. So props to them. I don't say it often, but yeah, I mean, but Oregon seems like a bunch of frauds now. I know, I, right? Yeah. I mean, it's such it's so tough to figure out who's good. Um, like I thought Oregon was legit after they beat Ohio State, but then they lost to Stanford in that overtime game. Yeah. And then uh they lost their running back Verdell, who was a monster. So um, I mean, who knows about Oregon? There's also your your baby lost last week. Yeah, uh, ASU. Um tough losses, 21-21 going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. And they lost um they lost by two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, I, whatever that is, uh, 32, yeah, 35, 21. Uh, yeah. but Jaden Daniels is still the man. Um, they had, I think like seven drops that game. It, I mean, as a gambler too, you know, it's third and six, you know, you see that quarterback drop in the pocket, you see him throw it. You see like, you know, for that split second, just a wide receiver and nobody around, you know, you got first down and it hits the guy's chest and drops down, man. That's just, you can feel your heart drop to your stomach. It's, it's a little, it's a little depressing, but yeah, you're right. Definitely. This is the wild season we expected. This is the wild season we're getting. Um, I think that's a pretty good recap of what we have. Again, we'll get back to the week to week episodes. We're going to have this one out on Wednesday because our game of the week is. Coastal Carolina, number 14, in the country at Appalachian state. Uh, and this that game's uh Wednesday night, ESPN 2. And we should, you know, listeners should have this by Wednesday around noon central. I'll plan to have it out. Uh, before we hop into our game of the week, oh, go right ahead. Uh, one more topic. Uh, oh, yeah, Coach O, Coach O out after oh. it stinks. Coach O won the national championship two years ago. Um, that Joe Bartles team was awesome. Uh, all, most of those players on that team are in the NFL offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but Coach O has lost LSU, um, and he he's done at the end of the year. So um, I, I hope he ends up somewhere good. I could see him going. I mean, what what is he a defensive guy? I could see him being the D coordinator. Is he an offensive guy? Defensive line coach is what he came from. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so, I mean, I could see him. He'll team up with someone and be a pretty good D coordinator somewhere. Yep. Um, but, unfortunately, um, his reign at LSU ends at the end of this year. And when you talk about football's guy, guy, like, this is it. Like, this man loves football. He's not in it for the money. Obviously, he's getting paid. Um, he just – there's they're few and far between in the NFL and NCAA where you have a true football guy as your coach, not like a stats analytics guy, which don't get me wrong, aren't bad or like, 
I don't know, just some quiet, no name, whoever. This is a guy, if, you, if, if given the chance, would put on shoulder pads and a helmet and be out there in two seconds if that's what it took. So, yeah, sad deal. Thanks for uh, bringing down the mood law. Um, but, yeah, thoughts and prayers, Coach O. You killed it. We're going to transition right now to the Tub Club Five. Uh, so, La, <clears throat> again, for our listeners, these are our top five teams in the nation. Fuck the AP poll. Fuck the committee's poll. Fuck the coaches' poll. Tub Club Five. La, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to let you. Actually, you know what? You take the honors because you get to go first in all these due to your record last week. But go right ahead. Uh, so, we're going to start backwards at number five. Okay. Um, number five, I'm putting in Wake Forest. Oh. Uh, number four, uh, Cincinnati. Number okay. three, Ohio State. Number two, Oklahoma. And number one, Georgia. So that's quite that's quite the list. I like it. I'll tell you right now, we agree on number one, Georgia. Uh, number two, I mean, I have to say, I'm going to say Ohio state, but, uh, that's where it gets tough. I'm going to say Ohio state. I like the turnaround they have. I like the chemistry there with the team. So two Ohio state three, I hate doing this, but I'm going to say Oklahoma too. Um, strictly due to the fact of Caleb Williams. I think he's like you said, an absolute monster taking care of business on the ground, through the air, you name it, he does it. Number four, I'm going to go Coastal Carolina. I think Coastal Carolina should be a top five team. They are better than they were last year. Just they ain't getting the hype, uh, the fun belt, sun belt, man. I don't think y'all have a lot of competition there. There you go. Number four, team in the nation. Um, I don't think you guys get the attention there for some reason. Get out of here. And then number five, I mean, I'm going to go 5A and 5B. I'm going to go Cincy and Wake Forest. They're tied for the fifth spot with both 720 points. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you can't keep Cincy out of the top five, which is – I just don't like them. I don't like them at all. I don't like the way they've played. I know they got to win at Notre Dame. I know they played Indiana, but I don't know. Some of them just rose and wrong, but – that being said, let's talk game of the week. All right, folks, game of the week. Uh, obviously, not only am I going to give honors to Law because this is his alma mater, uh, he did take down the picks again. I'm going to keep saying it because you know what? I'm a man of integrity. I own up to my record. I believe in my record. We'll talk more, though, about that here in a second. Law, game of the week, Coastal Carolina at App State. The line that we have is minus four at the time of this recording. Coastal and over under 60. La, break it down. All right. Uh, so, yeah, number four, Coastal Carolina. Chanticleers are traveling to Boone, North Carolina to face Appalachian State Mountaineers. Coastal 6 0. Um, they're 2 0 in the Sun Belt, 5 1 against the spread this year. App State is 4 2. They're 1 1 in the Sun Belt. And they're three and three against the spread this year. Um, I love Coastal. I've watched every game. I obviously went there, non-biased. Um, Coastal's, Coastal's averaging almost 49 points per game. 
and their defense is only allowing 15 per game. Um, they have an average of 555 totally offensive yards per game. That's uh, 290 passing, 263 rushing. Um, they also allow 281 a game. They allow 151 yards through the air and one, 130 on the ground. Um, compared to App State, App State scoring 31 points a game and allowing 23 points per game. Um, their total yards is only about 430 yards. They throw for 250, rush for 175. Um, but they allow 380. Um, I got a text maybe on Monday or Tuesday from Bob saying App State minus four and a half against Louisiana Lafayette last week. Um, they got smoked. Uh, the Raging Cajuns beat them 41 to 13, and it was an ugly 41 to 13. Um, their, their quarterback, he's a transfer from – App State's quarterback is a transfer from um, Clemson. Um, yeah. And he was awful last Tuesday when they played um, University of Louisiana, um, Lafayette. Um, he's, got, he's got eight touchdowns this year and five interceptions. Um, not great. Coastal's defense is excellent. Um, I want to shut up. Coastal's got a bunch of guys from – Massachusetts, very close to where I grew up. Um, the number one tight end in the country, Isaiah Likely. Um, he, he's Coastal's top receiving threat on offense. Um, he went for – he had like eight catches for like 260 yards last week and four touchdowns. Um, granted, that was at home against U, U, University of Louisiana Monroe. Um, but he's a, he's an absolute study from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, they have a couple other guys on their defense that are from Massachusetts. Um, Grayson McCall should be a Heisman candidate. He's been excellent. Um, I like coastal here by two scores, uh, taking coastal minus four and over 60. Um, I'll also probably take a team total on coastal, uh, to score over, probably over somewhere, somewhere in the ballpark of maybe like 42, 38, team total over. Um, Coastal also had a, they're coming off a bye week. Uh, they didn't play last week. Um, J Coach Chadwell is going to have the boys ready to go. Um, this is a, this is the game that everybody in the country will be watching. So this is, this is the prove it game. Um, this is the biggest game, biggest road game that they have. Um, they, they went to Buffalo and beat Buffalo earlier this year. I don't really know how good Buffalo is, but that game was somewhat close. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I love Coastal. Coastal by, uh, I mean, 10 the double digits. And, uh, I mean, they score 50 a game. If Louisiana uh, Lafouette um, put up 41 on this App State defense, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, – Coastal will also be able to do whatever they want on offense. Um, they score very quickly on offense, um, and they score many different ways, whether it's uh, the triple option, they'll, they'll run, pass, and throw. Um, McCall's health was in question. He was in a blocking boot a couple weeks ago. He'll be 100% for this game. Um, no doubt in my mind that Coastal wins. Um, okay. Easy. So – 
I guess my first question, because obviously from someone standing on the outside, I watch Coastal because of your, you know, your fandom. I definitely check them out whenever I can. But my question is, first off, does Grayson McCall, does he run the ball at all as a quarterback? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool he runs, yeah. runs triple option. Um, he'll either he'll, – there's a lot of times he'll keep it himself if he has it. Um, yeah. he, he does run it. Um, I, I can get you stats right now. Well, and while you're pulling that up, you know, App State got crushed by University of Louisiana Lafayette due to the fact that quarterback, his, his option to run on any given play, I think really killed uh, not just their secondary, but their linebacking core, whether they should go forward, sit back, but you got the stat up. Yeah, I mean, it's not great. Uh, 32 attempts for 82 yards. I mean, he averages 2.6 yards per rushing attempt, but okay. he does – he has two rushing touchdowns and his longest rushes of 19 yards. So very capable of running. Um, if he, if, if it's an option, he'll, he will keep the ball himself. Okay. So, I mean, you heard the stats, the numbers from law. I'm not going to go into too much detail. Uh, Grayson McCall, I think is a great player. Coastal Carolina overall, I think is a great player. We're going to insert a clip here. I actually called the Brandon Walker college football show today to talk through that. Let's get his thoughts. Seven, the guy who's been holding on the longest is now on the show. His name is Bubs from Tennessee, and if I recall correctly, he's a very good caller. Hello, Bubs. Brandon, how's it going? What's up, brother? Hey, so this is Bubs from the Cub Club, looking safe, man. As you know, former Iowa State Mastery champion. If you need a math guy, let me know. My question for you, though, is I understand preseason rankings are big, determined, you know, if a team goes undefeated, how far they're going to go. Why is Coastal Carolina not in the top five? That's my question. Well, I know the answer. I was actually talking about Coastal Carolina earlier on my other show. Like, they were everybody's darling last year when they came out of nowhere. They had the mullets. They were doing the dances and everything, and they were beating teams, and everybody loved them, and they were the talk of the town. This year, they're objectively better in every way. They haven't had a close game. Right. They're in the top ten of scoring offense and scoring defense. I think they're number one in rushing offense and number 18 in passing offense. I believe Katie Stats gave these stats earlier. All their metrics are incredible and way better than they were last year, but this year you don't hear a sound out of them. I think it's just that schedule. I, I think, like, you got Cincinnati, a non-Power 5 team that's beating, is playing Indiana, playing Notre Dame. In Coastal, you just don't have anything to hang your hat on. Like, And if they don't have the element of surprise of coming out of nowhere as Coastal Carolina and they're just a team beating up on bad teams, that's not getting any attention. Is that fair? Probably not to be honest, because they proved last year they could do it. They're proving it again, and it's just going like a fart in the wind. It's just evaporating. So if you're on the committee and you have a choice between one non-Power 5 getting in Cincinnati or Coastal, you're taking Coastal, right? I'm taking Cincy. I mean, I, I listen, uh, because, hey, I think I, they have at least some resume. They, the win at Notre Dame is not anything to sneeze at. They won at Notre Dame, and I don't care if Notre Dame finishes 9-3, 11-1, Seven five, whatever. They won convincingly at Notre Dame, and Coastal's just not going to have anything to match that. Gotcha. I mean, it's fair, right? Yeah, no, no, I, I get it. It's just I, I think they should be in, but I, I definitely get your point. Make sure. But I do listen, and I'm gonna let you go. But I do think Coastal is unfairly just flying under the radar when we loved them last year. They're doing it again, and we're ignoring them. It's really, really fucking weird. Six four six two nine one two four three seven. You can see. Coastal, in my mind, should be a top five team. I think Brandon feels the same way, too. However, it's just with their schedule, where they were ranked in the preseason, all these things are fighting against them, which is unfortunate because they are a better team than last year. 
Uh, I'm with Law. Whenever Law and I have the same pick, you know, it's always good for the listeners. I like Coastal. I was thinking this spread was going to be 12 or 13. I'd be comfortable taking it at anything less than 10. Uh, I think it's a two-score game, like you said. Very confident in them. I watched the full App State ULL game last week on Thursday. Not impressed. UOL did score a lot of points, but their average field position that they started on the field was in App State territory because they would turn the ball over on like the 10, the 20, whatever. But regardless, you know, they still scored points off those turnovers. But I'm not playing the total. I'm god awful at the totals. Uh, But yeah, Coastal minus four. Great pick. Go Chanticleers. Uh, Wednesday night. You won't see the card before. Wednesday night, but obviously, if you're listening to this, you know Coastal's to play. All right, we're going to wrap up with our picks of the week, and we're going to call it an episode. I don't think we have a guest this week. We do have someone that's 50-50 right now, so if we have one, great. We'll we'll flip to the interview after this. If not, you got your picks. You're going to win some money. Uh, La, you won last time. Uh, The honors, they're all yours, bud. Yeah, so... um... Playing Nevada plus three. Nevada is at Fresno State. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at like like opponents, uh, Fresno State lost to Hawaii. Fresno State went to Fresno State was at Hawaii and lost to Hawaii. I don't know. I mean, I, there's probably definitely a home field advantage when you're going to Hawaii, but yeah. I don't think Hawaii is very good. Um, Nevada just beat Hawaii easily. Um, they were minus 14 and that covered. Um, so I'm taking Nevada plus three and I'm sprinkling Nevada money line. I think Nevada wins that game outright. Um, I just think Carson Strong is a legit. He's also a Heisman candidate. It's true. It's, it's gonna, it might not be a power five here for Heisman, <coughs> but I mean, Carson Strong's an absolute studies. He's, he's an NFL prospect. We'll see him playing on Sundays oh, yeah. next year. Um, so Nevada, I, I, I plus three and money line if I'm even allowed to do that. Oh yeah. Um, I like Army plus three. Um, Wake Forest at Army. Um, Wake for Wake Forest struggles to defend against the run. I did put Wake Forest in my top five. I was just gonna say like what. But I think Wake Forest. I actually think they lose the Army this week. Um, Army, <laughs> Army coming off some uh, not great losses, but those were on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Wake going to West Point. It's going to be a very tough environment. And I looked at Wake's. I looked at like Wake's uh, rush defense, and it wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, like Clemson doesn't run the ball. A lot of those ACC teams. Um, they're not Army. Army is going to run the ball down Wake Forest's throat. Um, yeah. I like Army plus three. Um, I got another plus three. I like Purdue plus three. Um, Wisconsin still stinks. I don't know why. Wisconsin beat Army last week. Army Army went to Wisconsin and lost. So I'm contradicting myself here. Still love Army plus three at home. <laughs> different. Um, I love Purdue. Purdue's also at home. Purdue's a home dog against Wisconsin. I don't understand. I, did Wisconsin figure something out? I don't yeah. – I just don't get it. To your point, you said Purdue's a pass-heavy offense. 
Yeah, big time. Wisconsin's secondary is terrible. That's they good. are awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I might sprinkle a little money line on Purdue there. Um, Notre Dame minus seven. Um, I just like Notre Dame to kill USC. That's USC at Notre Dame. I don't know why USC – I don't even know why it's only seven. Um, USC is just not good uh, at all. Um, and I had one more. Maryland plus five at um, – where are they going? Oh, at Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Maryland plus five at Minnesota. And then coast, playing the Coastal over – over 60 or 60 and a half, don't okay. care. Um, and then Coastal minus four, that's that's my motto lock of the week. Coastal minus four and the over, all right. Um, solid picks. We definitely disagree on some. Um, I love picking Wake Forest to lose after putting them in your top five. <laughs> uh, but running through my no, check out the stats, dude. Wake Forest run defense, not good. Okay, but so if a team can focus strictly on the run, though, which they can do with Army, I think they're going to be fine. I have Wake Forest minus three. I think that's a very solid pick and love what that's all about. I don't think Army's uh, – well, they, they're not, they're not going to be able to keep up with the amount of points. They fumble once or they don't get that fourth down or third down conversion and they have to punt. Wake Forest is going to score. So uh, it's – Hurry up offense, Wake Forest against triple option army. Should be a good one. Um, I also like Coastal minus four. Really love that game. Uh, not I never play totals, so not playing totals. Uh, this is the week, just don't overthink it. Last week, I tried to overthink it. I caught myself up. Don't overthink it. One of my favorite games of the week, Texas Tech minus one home against Kansas State. I have no idea why this game is almost a pick em. Texas Tech is bad. Kansas State, outside of Kansas, is the worst team in the Big 12, and it's not even close. So I, I don't get that. They've been plagued with injuries all year, so we'll see what happens. I have UCLA minus two at home against Oregon. Again, another Pac-12 matchup. I love this. Been real close to the Pac-12 this year. Uh, Oregon obviously struggled this last week on Friday night, I believe it was. 14-point uh, favorites, just won by a last, or late touchdown. Um, so, yeah, UCLA, I think a low-key, very good team. I don't think they'll win the South. I still think Arizona State will win the Pac-12 South, but UCLA minus two. Uh, my lock of the week, Maryland plus five. You nailed it. What is this spread? What is going on? This We're talking about a Maryland team is a dog against a team that lost to Boise, uh, Bowling Green at home. Explain that to me. It makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. So I'm going Maryland and Maryland Moneyline. Love that game. That is my lock of the week. Uh, finishing up here, I have Oklahoma State plus seven. I don't love this game. I haven't got to watch that much Oklahoma State football. Obviously, I watch every Iowa State game. Um, but what? True. That number doesn't sound right to me. I know. Oklahoma State is a dog. At seven? Yeah, well, it was five and a half. It opened at five and a half, and it's now at plus seven as of the time of this recording. That is crazy to me, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm only picking this strictly off the number. I think it's going to be a very, very good game. 
but you're giving me Oklahoma State plus. I mean, I think the line should be flipped here. Like you said, I don't quite get it. I don't love the game. I love the number. Um, and then finishing up here, uh, another game I just don't quite understand. San Diego State at Air Force. Yeah, Air Force is a good team this year. San Diego State knows their shit. They know what they're doing. Brady Hoke is the first coach ever to lead three separate teams to a 6-0 and start. Use that for a little bar trivia someday. Um, but, yeah, they're plus three and a half. I like them. Uh, I like the money line. I definitely like the three and a half. You know, cover that late field goal if it comes down to it. Plus the over-unders at 40. So you know it's going to be a low-scoring game like 17-20 or 2023. So those three and a half points could be very key. So sprinkle, when I say sprinkle, just a little dash on the money line. Put your money on the three and a half. That's my pick. Not a big card, but, again, I love it outside of the Iowa State game. All right. Uh, final thoughts, Law, as we go into this. I think this is the last apple picking weekend that we have until things get fucking wild on the schedule. Um, your thoughts? Uh, no, I mean, I, I also wanted to take San Diego State, but they burned me last week. Yeah, um, they fucked me too. I had a minus 14. I thought that was easy. Or minus 10. It was 10 or 14. Uh, that game ended up going overtime. Yep. Um yeah, no, uh, yeah, I mean, big game tomorrow night. Um, yeah, still some game. I think there's still, I, I mean, I picked a bunch of dogs. Um, yeah. And there's, I mean, there's some lines that just don't make sense. Um, but I guess, I guess we'll see where the bookmakers are at. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're coming into kind of the second half of the season now. Um where, I mean, we're going to be seeing Michigan versus Michigan State. We're going to see yeah. Michigan, Ohio State. We're going to see a lot of Big Ten, Big Ten, big games. Penn State, um, Ohio State next weekend. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think Big 12, I think we might see Oklahoma versus Texas in that championship game, um, which I will, I mean, it'll be an awesome rematch. Hell yeah. Because uh, that game was nuts. Oh, I agree. The Red River shootout, awesome, awesome game. Just you knew that game was going to be perfect and have the dramatics behind it, which it didn't disappoint. Uh, just to recap for the listeners, the only two games Larry and I are the only game Larry and I are going against each other. I like Wake Forest. Larry likes Army at home plus three. Uh, the two games that Larry and I are on together, Coastal Carolina minus four. That is also Larry's lock of the week. So keep that in mind. And then we're also big on Maryland plus five at Minnesota. Don't get that line plus five dog. Take him if you can. I love the money line on that play. I think the value is there. Folks, apologies for the, 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 the bye week. That's on me. I own that. But I can tell you we have great content coming, great picks. I'll get records up. Socials will be updated. Larry, let's have a fucking week. Uh, let's go. Listen, watch the Brandon Walker show just to listen to the best caller in America these days. Bubs <laughs> from Tennessee. You get to know him. He'll be there every day. Guys, <laughs> have a great week. <laughs>